Yes, yes, people. Welcome back to another episode of the One Two Podcast, Football from the Real. Brought to my, uh, brought to by myself, Jay, and my usual co-host. There, let the people know you're in the building. What's good? What's good? What's good? As per usual, we're here to dice down all the drama that's gone down this weekend. There's only one place you can really start. There's actually a lot of stuff happened on this weekend, but yeah, only one place you can start: Manchester City versus Spurs. 3 0, smoke show. Bro, what are you saying in that game? Sign of, sign of champions, as they say. Literally, man. Yeah, obviously. It seems like every week now we have kind of like a really big like, marquee game, which is obviously good for. It's good for the table because like, more big teams play each other and then it kind of changes stuff around, but obviously for entertainment. And yeah, this was the big one. Kind of, this is like. City's maybe second big game in this kind of run that they have. They obviously dealt with Liverpool with ease, so Spurs was going to be a bit easier. But yeah, they yeah. just they just they just smirk them, man. Not even a not even a. Well, the thing crazy, is, I crazy. I thought Tottenham started like obviously they're not really going to be on the front foot in terms of possession or build up like that's that's typical even if Marina was there or even with Poch because they when they were with Poch the goals that they would get were kind of like counter-attacks but mm. this time Tottenham didn't look creative at all I, I I I was told by my friend I didn't really see it too much but Kane was kind of doing his thing like he was he was trying but he didn't do you know what, what I mean? About, but it's like I, for someone of Kane's ability standards, I, I wouldn't class that as acceptable. Yeah, so he did hit the post with a free kick. I won't lie, it was quite, it was a you know great free kick. Hit yeah. the post, nothing Edison would have done about it if it was a couple inches more to the left. But literally, other than that, like Kane, Son, everyone in that Spurs team, it didn't feel like they're up to level. It's a completely different Spurs to the one we saw. Back in November time, yeah, but it's weird because it slightly isn't. It slightly is the same Spurs. It's just Kane and Son not firing. Yeah, because I, I still feel like Hoiberg's doing his thing in the midfield and end on Billy. But other than that, like the defense needs to be gone. Like, yeah. and it's just it's crazy, man. That I, the thing about it is now we we spoke about it last week, but each week it gets more and more apparent that. How can Spurs fans really firm like this? It's not even just the type of football, it's just the energy, hmm. the everything around the club yeah. just for that bit of silverware. I, I can't see them pursuing that person. Yeah, it's properly, properly selling your soul and it's not even working. <laughs> Literally. And then, do you know what's mad about it? They face Man City, obviously, this weekend. Mm. Guess who they're facing the final? It's Man City again. Yeah. So it's like, that trophy, which you're gonna firm all this through, you got a little taste on the weekend. What to expect if you don't turn up at all? Yeah, me. And it's like if they don't get that silverware, then it's long because it's like shit. Oh, I remember that out of the um, FA Cup now as well. Literally, FA Cup, Premier League, they're in the Europa League, so I guess they're still in that debate. But mm. you know. Europa League is not really looking that likely for to be honest, it's not looking likely for any English side. Like yeah. there's still a lot of big dogs which have dropped down from the Champions League, so it will take a lot. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, man. Crazy game, but it's like 
you've come to expect it from City now. Like we say it week in, week out. At this point, I'm like, if, if anyone thinks different, I like to meet you and I like <laughs> to have a chat with you <laughs> because I don't know how you think different. But this is City's title now. Yeah. I just, it's just, it's kind of like how they've kind of. It feels as if they've snuck up on everyone, but realistically. That it was it was mainly like a scheduling thing and those two games that they lost that was that was it that was pretty much their quote unquote bad patch they've gone like uh, I don't know how many games in a row it is now it's probably something like, um, it? sixteen Jesus in a row right now like, the the mad thing about this season is like this isn't just Pet and City going on a good run of form mm-hmm. like they're actually breaking records as we speak yeah which is the mad thing about it like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the part I, I, I didn't necessarily, I didn't properly deep like how good they were in terms of like being like this, their run that they've had. Because yeah, mm. other than those two losses, which is natural fact. Who's the other loss? It was Leicester and Spurs, isn't it? Yeah, Man United the next with four losses. So even even on that front, a crazy goal difference. They just, they've just, and do you know what? I was, I was even thinking to myself, it, it, it doesn't seem like they're. I don't know how to describe it. It doesn't seem like they're properly blitzing teams in terms of like, you know, like twenty eighteen times, twenty nineteen times, where it seems as if they're just passing it around you. You can barely see like where the ball yeah, is. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. It seems just more professional, just more like doing the job they need to do. It's not as, I don't know, with Man City or with like incredibly talented players not that this is a bad thing at all but it's a, it gets to a point where it's like a bit excessive like they're just having fun with it yeah if, if that makes sense like they just go and just put five or four on your head just for just because they can but now it just yeah. seems like going through the motions just doing what they need to do obviously they still scoring very nice goals obviously with Gundogan in, in the midfield but I suppose that maybe is down to like the lack of De Bruyne, who's if this guy, if he if he has your defense open, if he knows the lines that he can exploit, he'll just keep going and going and going. And obviously, um, no focal striker like not not like not disregarding Jesus or whoever they play up there, but no Aguero basically that would just put, put a hat trick past you easily, like he was in that in that year. So yeah, it's a different it's a different city, but. End of the day, it's, it's still it's still that similar air of dominance and just like just being professional, really, just getting the win that they need. Yeah, like they definitely do lack that ruthlessness, but I wouldn't say lack is the right word because it's like I feel like it's there. Mm. They're just holding it off. Yeah, they've not really needed it yet. Yeah, and I feel like it's definitely there to be latched on. And me and my boys are having a little debate in a group chat. Mm. Um, say Man City do go and win this title mm. all three of Pep's titles with Cities have all been different kind of titles you've had the uh, 17-18 the Centurions where as you said blitzing every team champagne football you know like no mercy ruthless every other w- word under the sun mm. that was them yeah. broke every single record from goal scored to wins to everything mm. 18-19 that one they were what was it I think it was at one point 10 points behind mm, Liverpool yeah 
in the turn of the new year. Um, both of them went head to head um, in that second half of the season. No, it was a flawless run from the two of them. They went down to the, the very last day of the year of the season. So then um, that was a little bit of a difference because I wouldn't say they were conservative, but they kept finding a way. Yeah, it and more... it was still producing good football, good moments. Mm. Yeah, it was more of a dog fight as opposed to like, um, as opposed to yeah, like you said, just them running away with it. Yeah, but it's like it was weird because when I say that, I'm, I don't want to take it away from them because I still remember them playing some very good football that season as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was just always on the edge kind of stuff. Add to the drama, really, that season. And obviously, this season they've been a lot more resolute defensively, mm. and there's no vocal strike as you said. So they've all been in weird, not weird, sorry. They've all been in um, different um, styles and fashions, but. What would you say is the best in your opinion? I'll, I'll drop my one after. Mm. Or your, let me say your favourite because they're, they're all elite in their own way. Mm. Just the thing, obviously, with like being an Arsenal fan in particular, or even I was even thinking about just like other clubs, like what do does league titles kind of feel different? That mm. is, um, would you be more happy with one? But obviously, then you'd have to have the the privilege of winning loads what I would say is I think as a as a neutral I'd, I'd prefer the the dogfight one where they went flawless 18-19 yeah yeah same I think I think those that year was even though it was like very close I think the the moments when the first time when they beat um, Liverpool at the Etihad with the Stones thing and Sané's goal and all that, that was like a really good moment. And uh, obviously, company's goal versus Leicester, where it kind of just showed that they can just, they can just. It's just like it, it seemed a bit, it seemed more perfect and wholesome. I obviously I did like the Centurions part, but with stuff like that, it's, it's it just seems a bit like. Yeah, we get your way better than everyone else type of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a hard one because I proper liked the Centurions because mm. obviously that period was, that was when I was starting my page and I was proper following them and like the football they were playing was just exquisite. But as a personal favourite, I would say that as you said, the dogfight at eighteen nineteen just edges it because mm. it had a couple more dramatic moments plus people often forget they, they still finish with 98 points that season which is yeah. what the second highest or something crazy like that yeah. not only that but it's like when it comes to Premier League titles something we see in year in year out it's one thing winning the title the hardest part is maintaining and retaining a title we've seen mm-hmm. so many sides not be able to do that Arsenal um, Chelsea Man City themselves have never done it. Obviously, that was the first time they've done it. Mm. And the only team who has actually done it in history was obviously Man United um, during their dominance with Ferguson. But it's like retaining a title is incredibly hard. It's been shown many times. And for them to have that pressure from Liverpool going down to the wire, mm. at the same time recording one of the highest points and retaining the title, I feel like that one is it for me. Yeah. 
That was obviously the year that they had the, um, the documentary as well. So you kind of saw the the thinking. Then. No, I think that was the season before. Was it the one before? Ah, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but like, yeah. They're, they're all elite in their own way. And even this one, it's like, this will go down in history, Premier League history, shall I say, is one of the better. Like, because it's like, they haven't done it with a striker. Mm. Like, I don't think any team has done that before. You look at all the best Premier League sides, you know, Chelsea side with Drogba, uh, Blackburn with Sheeran Sutton, uh, York and Cole, mm. Henri and Burkham, all Guerrero, all these guys, they always have that one striker who's bagging at least 25 goals in a the season. They might hit the 30, point, uh, 30 goal mark. City have literally had no strike. Obviously, Jesus, as you said, but it's like not only has been a bit part player, he's also been sidelined for about half the season himself. Yeah. So there's times where, as you said, you got Gondolin in the fourth nine, De Bruyne, Foden. I don't think we've seen this before, and it's just like massive, massive credit has to go to Pep. You know, guys know how I feel on Pep, and it's just like the disrespect I saw in his name last year. I'll keep saying that. I'm, I'm was, I wasn't feeling it. Mm. And it's like, you have to keep that same energy for not only finding his way back to the top, but as I said, doing it with no striker. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. But obviously, as we're on this topic, we might as well speak on the guy who is not their striker, but getting their goals. He's in that full snare row at times, but midfielder, he's, he's, he's just finding himself in the right place, right time. Look how good to him, man. Yeah. <sighs> what can you say? <laughs> He's just, he's turned on. Isn't it? I, I still, because I obviously everyone knew that no was a good player from Germany and like Dortmund times, and obviously he was kind of riddled with injuries. But it's just the com- the composure that he has in front of goal now is just. It seems like wow, where 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 has this been? Is it has he like always had it, or is he just on great form, or is it like a new role for him that he's embracing? Like, it's mad. It's just. It just seems unstoppable, and it's not like it's not luck, if that makes sense. Like it's not, it's not like oh, you just right. Like obviously, right there, right time is obviously is true, literally. But he's getting into them positions. He's being ready for if, it, if it's like a, a tap in, like Liverpool, or kind of pouncing on like loose balls, um, like the, their first good striking instincts. Good striking instincts. Yeah, exactly. And um, obviously that beautiful touch and not even, he didn't even do like a mad skill move, but just the composure to the way he flattened Davis and Sanchez wasn't rude. too rude, man. Just like, a whole lack of respect. When I saw that, like I was just thinking, nah, did I see that? Mm. So I had to rewind that because I'm thinking, oh, did my, my screen glitch or something? Yeah. It was one of them ones. And then it's like, no, like he actually properly violated him, had my tune on the Etihad turf, yeah, eating grass. grasping, literally, like, it was long. I couldn't believe that, straight Messi versus Boateng vibes, and it was just like, yeah, like, as you said, we're gone away, it's like, he's always been a player who's rated for time, like, I I, mean, I don't like to bring FIFA into my terms when, I, when it comes to rated players, so obviously, back in the day, mm. I was a proper FIFA head. Yeah. That's how I first found out about him, like, he was hyped up as the next big thing on FIFA. Mm. Then obviously, we saw way down with Klopp's side in the Champions League. Um, in that run, obviously, back in the final. Obviously, it was a penalty, but it's just like he's always viewed as a big player with big potential coming up. Mm. And 
he's always been a player I've liked. Like I've liked him and I've rated him as you know what? Yeah, you're my type of player. But obviously, you're not gonna always be in the front line. You're not one of the favourites. But I like you, yeah. and I feel like that's that's just a thing with a lot of City players. Like I, there's not one City player I look at right now and think I'm not feeling that player because. I don't know, but it's just their recruitment system, the type of players they always bring in. The profile. I'm always feeling it. Yeah. yeah you, like Bernardo. Yeah. Golden Gold. Like, I like it. I remember, I don't know if we talked about this, but there was kind of like a conversation where it was the city kind of buy. Obviously, they, 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 we know that they spend a lot of money, but they, they, they will never like drop 100 mil or type of thing. They've never really bought. I don't know how to this is gonna sound a bit crazy, but they've never bought like a proper superstar. If that makes sense. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right, because I don't get why people always run with that agenda. Mm. I'm saying that now I'm I want to make a post. I feel like I've touched it in a couple of posts, but I want to make an out and out post and it's like people love to run with the Manchester City spending like agenda. It's an agenda mm. because their record signing is less than Arsenal's, it's less than Man United's, less than Chelsea's, less than Liverpool's. Mm. What Man City do excellently is they buy wisely. They rather buy uh, six ten million pound players mm. rather than one sixty million pound player. Yeah. And that's the thing I've always read about Man City. Is why I'll never understand why people love to run with. Oh, they're always splashing cash. This they splash wisely. They've got so many, you know, thirty to forty million pound signings, mm. which have done bits for them. Yeah. And it's it's weird. What I would say is that. The thing is, I, I, I remember I even said this about Chelsea and United, so what I'm going to say kind of doesn't make sense, but I was going to say they can afford to make mistakes. So I think, other than Pep, because I don't think Pep's made many mistake signings other than Bravo. Because um, people were trying to say that about Stones, but he's turned it around. Yeah, has he? Uh, does Ottoman... Was, oh, Ottoman wasn't even a signing. Ottoman was already yeah. Yeah, he hasn't really made that much. Maybe... Like, I'm trying to think deep. Maybe Danilo, but he was swapped for Cancelo, who's doing amazingly now, so... Yeah, and it's like, Mendy could be in that, but it's, it was out of his hands. It's injuries, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. He had no injury record at Monaco, so it's like, you could not have seen what would happen. Other than that, I can't... Because he just bought efficiently. Obviously, recently got I Diaz. Mean, Mar- Mares, maybe. Yeah, but Nito was like 60 yeah. mil. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Obviously, like, it's not. He, he never even came with that kind of expectation. Yeah. It's just, yeah. That's me like grasping. Like, he hasn't even made much. Mm. He hasn't. He hasn't. That's what I mean. He spends wisely. Yeah. As does Man City in general. Yeah. So, that kind of, that, that myth, or not myth, but that kind of notion is mainly from when, like, um, Sorry, who was the guy before? Was it Pellegrini before? Yes. When they were spending, like, they were spending, obviously 30 million at the time was maybe a bit more than it is now, but they were buying the the Otamendis, the Mangalas, that type of stuff. Like, I think that's been... Yeah. And that, obviously that you can call fair enough, but it's not like them spending that has then had an effect, if anything. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, they've not really bought like a, they've not really bought like proper world, like quote unquote world class superstars. But the way that he's bought players that just fit their role and just do the job that they need to do. But 
definitely they are technically classed to be in a pep team is just I think that's why because I have a very similar thing I, I I don't dislike many of the players in that team yeah so yeah now back to gun on it's like I feel like no one could have like predicted what would have happened this season for him mm-hmm. like because yeah as I said he's always been a player of like so I've always you know I liked what he's about and he's a silky type player and everything and yeah I like you as a player but I never, I never thought he'd be, you know, the front runner for. Because I, I said, we now need to put him in this player of the season conversation. It's like mm-hmm. that performance on the weekend was the kind of nail in the coffin for this, nail in the coffin that he's in this conversation now. Yeah, that's not a like, this is not just a patch. Yeah, 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 exactly. And no one could have really predicted that. And it's like, it's weird because it's like if I had to pick my player of the season, I still stand by the fact that Diaz has been the best most impactful transformative player mm. this season but I kind of want to sway towards Gundogan I'm not even going to lie just because of like the way it's happened mm. I think Gundogan is definitely I don't know if it's a bit too reactionary yeah that's the thing it's one of those hard ones obviously Diaz has been a, I think he's been ill or something so I haven't seen him for Couple games, yeah, man. I messed up my FPR, man. Yeah, literally. Had him in there hoping for that double week, the double clean sheets. Yeah, Beaming. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so because uh, what I was gonna say, I was gonna say Gunnar's kind of inspired this, mm. but you know what? Because you, you might be onto something because. What I will, where we've always said where Diaz being solid defensively it's like they were always good at the back mm. but obviously you know striker there meaning yeah, they were in need of goals and you know he is kind of doing what you said inspiring that in a sense mm. that's, that's in the attacking field yeah that's how I that's how I was like thinking about it but obviously defence wins like titles like he's Diaz has kind of inspired that in terms of like going forward they don't need to worry about like Gundogan was, was quite defensive before he doesn't need to necessarily have that responsibility for example mm. but yeah I think yeah, yeah. obviously there's a bit a couple, couple more games to kind of suss out but I think player of the season does tend to go to the more glamorous goal scoring like assists and that type of stuff I suppose Van Dijk was the first, one of the first defenders to get yeah, definitely, definitely. But, you know, he's definitely in that conversation. And we'll see what the rest of the season holds. There's still a long way to go. So anything can really happen. Anything can change. And we're ready for it. Mm. But, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, Edison. They got their penalty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, stepping out. I was thinking, the time has arrived. Yeah. Edison on penalties. We've been waiting for this day. Then I, I don't even know what happened. What was it? Bernardo holding back or what? Yeah, I thought I thought he had got it because like you don't walk halfway across the bit. That's the thing. It seemed a bit like everyone knew but him. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think I think Rodri did take it early doors when they were doing like the check. Oh, not the check, but like it was kind of deciding. Yeah, they were they kind of wait. But even Rodri was a bit of a... That was his first... Ever. Penalty. Yeah. That's... And it wasn't even the most convincing penalty like that. Yeah. But obviously, he got in, but... 
Pep, man. Stop selling us dreams. I was trying to see him taking penalties. Yeah. <laughs> I, do you know what? I honestly think... I think I don't think Pep would mind. I think it's just a... If he misses, and it'll just be their luck, that it'd be like a save, and then they kick it down and <laughs> go and score. <laughs> that would be so funny. But no... Go, but goalkeeper, we need to see him. Yeah, goalkeepers tend go to, like... If anything, they kick it over. So I don't think that would happen. Yeah, man, but Tuesday we need to see him in midfield, like. Definitely, man. The way that guy can... That assist. So, like, a, quarter, one ball. a quarterback. Literally straight mm. through. That's what you call pinpoint accuracy. Mm. Like, one day, we just need to see... One day we need to see him in midfield and Marco Alonso, like, up top or on the wings or something crazy. Like that. Yeah, literally. That would be a good portion, or like, just players that in positions that they're not meant to be but they sh- we want to see them there yeah just someone yeah exactly just like mm. players that could do it somewhere else but not yeah. not yeah just on like a one-off game not like a whole career. yeah exactly exactly not not because they would be a striker but yeah, because they could do it another post sorted out mm. yeah we love to see it man see him come see him come yeah. But yeah, um, before we close off on the Man City and Spurs game, we touched on Kane. We're gonna close off on Kane. Now, it's as you say, it's not looking like it's it, it's definitely looking like they're gonna win the title because not only is it City's title, but they're way off the mark anyway. Mm. Trophy, it's there. Like they're in a final, they're still in Europe League, but. The likelihood of it again not looking the most inspiring right now. If they don't, if they end trophy this again and they finish, I don't know, fifth, sixth, can Kane really be regarded as a great? Hmm. Like the, the debate's been going on because I'm his legacy, he's keep it a buck. It's no different to Kevin Phillips, James B. E. <laughs> you know, Golden Boot. No trophies, that's it. I'm not even trying to violate you, but like, nah, no. that's the it's, it's... plain truth of it. Yeah. And you know what? You could you could say it's the plain truth, but in the future, that's what people would tend to remember anyway. You're not going to remember, it's like, true. the if buts, the little maybes, the, oh, he scored a goal against so-and-so. And, like, that's how it would be remembered. Like, he scored golden boots, but he didn't win anything. And you know what? One thing I always forget is that obviously Shield was like a West um, West um, Newcastle legend. But mm. however it happened, however, if you think it's good or bad, he he did manage to get that Premier League medal with um, Premier- Blackburn. From I don't see, I don't get why the narrative of Kane and Shearer always gets put together. Mm. Shearer carried his side alongside Tim Sherwood and um, Sutton and them yeah. they carried them against Alex Ferguson's Manchester United yeah. against the odds they won it on the last day of the season and yeah as you said whatever way they won it you know people may agree people may disagree they won yeah. it he's got a Premier League title in his name please let's not compare him and King. Yeah, that's the thing that's the that's the part that it's like mm, can't even can't even hear you on that one do you know what I mean Mm. But because that, that's the debate that's going around. People saying, some people saying it won't affect his legacy because obviously, like, he would be seen as a loyal 
one of their own and it won't take away from his ability and it's like his ability yeah he's got good me personally he's got good ability but I'm sorry this affects his legacy if he doesn't win a single trophy yeah definitely definitely if you say that you are a bit if you say that you don't know how history works because I can guarantee before my time there was quality strikers that just weren't doing stuff like the names you mentioned do you know it's Pete because it's like I look at guys like Totti mm. and he was hunted by, down by Real Madrid I'm thinking if he just made that move to Real Madrid I feel like he'd get ha- regarded a lot higher in today's Definitely. game because for me he's one of the best false nines kind of cams the, the, like his generation has seen but he'll never really be put in that category and it's unfortunate mm. and it, it's kind of the same for Kane because I think Kane's ability definitely up there in Premier League history as one of the better strikers you know he's hit 30 goals twice multiple golden boots and stuff like that he's probably gonna keep depending on what his future holds he might hit and break the all-time goal scoring record it'll be a long way to go but he's already cracked the top 10 at what 27 Mm -hmm. so it's not out of the realms but ultimately speaking he's got nothing to show for it other than that do you think clubs have been in for him Kane Oh, 100%. Is it just a thing of like, nah, we're not selling? I feel like he, at one point, properly believed in the Spurs, pro- Spurs project, as I did as well. Mm. But, you know, it's it's not really happened. I feel like in that 2016 period where he just won his gold boot, or no, that was, 2017 was when he won his golden boot, but 2016 was when he was really the talk of the town, mm. going to the Euros, you know, Man United were high enough doing with Mourinho there. Um, there was even talk of Real Madrid at the time like serious talk of Real Madrid at the time and it's like teams were after him but at the time it really did look like Tottenham were building a good project with Pochettino Delielli coming through just weren't worth leaving yeah like it, it actually looked like a project then but you know as we've seen in the last four years the project has not worked it was close obviously with the Champions League final um, they were close to the title against Chelsea as well but also speaking the project hasn't worked mm. And it's like, now, now it's crunch time because it's like, are you then going to now stay another couple of years? Because the last four years, that was understandable. Like, I, I, won't, I won't begrudge you for that. That was understandable. As I said, they were building something. It hasn't worked. Now it's crunch time. I really want to see if he's really got ambition about him. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely do believe there were teams after him back then. Yeah. Just a thing of just not, not, not for sale. Yeah, literally. So, yeah, linking from that, do you think, do you Mm. think, like, who who do you think could go in for him and what type of price would we be? Right, so, at first, with Man City, I was always thinking Haaland, perfect fit, everything like Mm. that. that. That can obviously still happen and... Ultimately speaking, that really should happen because he's a lot younger than Kane and, you know, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But a part of me would actually love to see Harry Kane at Manchester City. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. that Because obviously, they, they need a striker as well. Mm. That would suck. Do you know what? It'd be a thing of like... Um... <sighs> so Campbell V2... But not even like a soul cam because I don't think it's I don't think that that's deep. But you know, like the Arsenal to Man City one, where it was literally just yeah, yeah we're we're here to win stuff. Like 
Yeah, kind of like the Van Persie United. Like, we tried to persist with this club that I loved. Mm, I just can't do it anymore. There was no hope in me winning a yeah, no hope in me winning a trophy. I'm hitting that peak era in my career. I'm just gonna move to this club, just you know, secure, lift some you know, armpits, mm, silverware, all that stuff, and then do yes. what I gotta do. So I would say Man City. I'd, I'd like to see that one. I'm not gonna lie. It, it's something that could definitely happen. You know, stay in the Premier League. Moving to a better side, I feel like Pep would like him. Um, yeah, I'd like to see that one. Obviously, there's also Manchester United because I feel like their striker department is weird because it's like I'm not by I've, I've said it time and time again, I'm not buying Martial as a number nine. The sooner people realize the better, he's not a striker. I, I feel like he's a top player on his mm. day, amazing winger, but he's not a striker. He, not only does he not like have that striker feel about him but he doesn't have the instincts he doesn't have the movement he doesn't have the positioning he doesn't have anything like that the hold up play people are talking about with Martial I don't see mm. it I just and he's not that and I feel like the best thing for both parties is for him to go his own ways and um, you know refine his form I don't know in League 1 or the league or somewhere else I, I still feel like there's something there and it's better he doesn't overstay his time at United before he then becomes public enemy number mm-hmm. one because that's when you properly fall off yeah. so I'd say United would be a good shout um, Real Madrid would still be a good shout but I feel like they're more their eyes are more on Haaland because the thing about Real Madrid they always like to build for the future you never find them buying an agent not agent but you know, an older uh, guy. above twenty. Yeah. yeah. So I say them three. I mean, there's also Chelsea in the mix because I feel like they're in the mix. They're still after striker, weirdly enough, because Giroud's getting old. Um, Timo Werner, you know, congrats. We'll get onto him later on, but congrats to him for him getting his goals. But I just don't really see a future for him as a striker, at least um, at Chelsea. Tammy Abraham as well. I feel like Chelsea is just a ruthless club and I, I can't really see them persisting with Tammy any longer. Tammy still definitely has a... I still feel he has a future in the Premier League. I can see him... You know, I don't. I wouldn't even say Everton now because they've got Calvert-Lewin, but you can see him at that kind of mm. club. But there's always, there's obviously been talk of Chelsea for Haaland strongly after Yeah. Him. So I'd say, I'd say kind of, what kind of clubs are you, have you got in mind? Unless it's those clubs as yeah, well. Yeah, it was mainly them. I think... The Chelsea one would be mad, like that would, yeah, <laughs> that would fucking that would cause some some serious issues. I don't see it happening. Yeah, just because there's there's no real link between any of them. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I don't think that's the type of striker to usually even likes to roll with anyway. Not to really take away from Kane's ability. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I as you was as as I was asking a question, so I was thinking about Man City because. I know we just touched on Man City not really breaking the bank for players. I don't know how they would react to a a Haaland 150 mil. Like, would they would they bite the bullet on that type of type of thing? I don't think the thing about Haaland do as well. I don't think it actually be that expensive because I feel like Dortmund kind of need to sell mm. him because he want he will want to leave. And obviously, if they don't have Champions League football, they don't get yeah, um, any income. I forgot about that. So, all that, all there's a lot of factors in it where it might be a thing where he just goes for like 60 mil or something like that, which would obviously still be a lot. They still turn profit and it's still a win win. But obviously, you know, with a guy of Haaland's ability, you feel like you could have got a bit yeah. more. Yeah. 
I think that's what um, that's what City will be hoping for, and what 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 they were yeah, what they will um, if that's how they would buy him type of thing. But yeah, that might, that was interesting. But obviously, the United one just seems a bit more a bit more narrative. But we've been through like their attacking options are just a bit of a mess at the moment. Like who. Who can they consistently play? Would Cavani then be pushed on? That type of thing. It seems a bit wrong time. Yeah, it's like they had their mm. chance a couple seasons yeah. back. I feel like they've just never really properly just said we're going to focus on the striker area and buy someone who properly fits the profile and everything and all that jazz. They've always bought these signings where they're obviously good players, but it's just like. You haven't really thought about it properly because obviously in the long term it's proved to not really work out whether it's the manager you also bring in alongside that striker or stuff mm. like that. Yeah, exactly. But, um, exactly. yeah, man. That was the Spurs, man, City game, everything around that game. There was also another big game this weekend. We can't go without missing out on him. Leicester versus Liverpool. Early morning one, another one of them. Not trophy ones. What a game, man. Lots of words, man. Because it's like, this is Liverpool. They're in free fall now. Like, it's like, now you're sitting there thinking, like, when is this going to end? Like, Literally. It's... I, have, I just don't even know what, I don't even know what to say. Like, they... Because I feel like the way they started the game, like, it wasn't the yeah. worst. Yeah, yeah. Because Leicester were actually kind of sitting off. Yeah, Leicester were. I know they've they've been like ravished with injuries now. Obviously, James Justin yeah. got um sadly got an ace, did his ACL and speedy recovery, man. Because he was on yeah, performance. Yeah, literally. Um, so there was that. There was a bit. There were some other complications that I can't remember off the top of my head, but. With Leicester, they they never really seem to, or they don't seem to need to take the game to to most teams. Like I know um, um, Brendan Rodgers, sorry, he obviously does have quite a, like good style of football. Like his teams obviously play good football, but he is obviously very adaptive. So if he needs to play a certain way, he's not going to be like he's not going to be stubborn in that sense. So. I suppose yeah. Leicester did well to kind of keep themselves in the game. From from the way they speak and even like in interviews through like um, Madison, they have a lot of self belief. So I think they just believe that they could stay in it. Liverpool did do well, obviously a bit of class to get them to get them the goal. Oh, brilliant! Lovely it's pass. such a shame that like it's just all forgotten because of what happened in the game. Yeah, because that was elite. Mm-hmm. That was one of the best. That was her sister of the season in the Premier League so far. Um, I don't think there's been a better one so far. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was a very nice pass. What I will say about Leicester is the midfield were the only um, parts of their team we were like consistently good throughout. And Cashbush Michael, them four, because indeed he ran the show. Yeah, indeed like, it's class, man. Tackles <coughs> everywhere, left, right, and centre. Like no Thiago. We all know Thiago's my guy. I love him, but he was not getting past Ndidi. There were so many times that Ndidi simply just clamped mm. him. 
you're not getting past me. Tielemans moving the ball well. Madison, we don't need to say much more about Madison. The balls, they're dangerous. Yeah. When he's behind a free kick set piece, you already know it's long. That's why I got him in my FPL. Long. And um, yeah, them three, they, as a three, an argument could really be made that they've got the best midfield trio in the league. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying it's like on individual ability of all of them, but as a three working together, I don't know, man. There might be a case for Literally. that. It's so balanced. You get a bit of everything. You've got your goals, you've got your ball retention, and you've got your kind of ball recoveries and winning the balls back. But they all do a bit of everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I really, I'm a really big fan of Ndidi. I think he's been class for couple of years now and he showed it on the big stage yesterday or on it's one of those weird ones because people are saying that he's due a big move soon and it's like this kind of moves on to the next topic but it's like does he really need a big move quote unquote considering Leicester yeah. should we be putting them in that kind of big team category now like yeah, literally. they've always been in and around it but it's like they're second right mm. now. Then they're beating these big teams. I was interested. I was surprised the other day when I heard something about... I think it was Carragher. Not to hold him, not to hold this against him, but he was, he was saying about how Jamie Vardy was like a very good signing. Or like one of the signings, best signings in the Premier League. I think I saw that quote. I think you said the best one in English football yeah. sign. Well, you won't find the best Yeah, but then he, yeah. he, then he said... Because the reason he said is because obviously they won the league. And he kind of... Mm. Quite, um, he quite assuredly said they would never do it again. I was quite surprised to kind yeah. of not obviously, I'd, I'm not saying that they're going to win it next year or whatever, but to kind of write them off in that way, they're not, it'd be a bit to me, that's a bit like saying, um, just any, yeah, of any Arsenal, for example, that they're never going to win the league again. Like, it is quite, it's. That's that's their ambitions now. Do you know what I mean? They're not. They're not. Yeah. Especially the fact that they're like they're based. They're basically a top four side. Obviously, you can't say that right now because obviously they just about missed it last year, and this season hasn't finished yet. But they've always been in that top. Like if you were to, if you were to do an average of who's been in the top mm. four for the longest um, since the start of last season, they're definitely yeah. there. Like they only lost it on the last day of the season. So they've been a top four side in and about. So it's like. If you're a top four side, you instantly can't be completely ruled out of the title mm-hmm. if you're already that close to it, if you know what I mean. Exactly. So, yeah, that, that was a bit of a mess. Yeah, that was so. But, it, do, do you know, maybe, like, obviously, like I said, I'm not necessarily holding against him, but it kind of just proves this people still kind of have that... Underrate uh-huh. them. That's the way that they And it's not even just them. They underrate um, Rogers because... People really need to start putting him in. Not just one of the best in the league now. He's one of the best in Europe. Yeah. Now, I will hold my hands up. I was one of the guys who... I didn't exactly laugh it off, but I was like, Rogers, Because obviously, when Wenger mm, left... He was linked. Rogers was the number one top. It was... Yeah, it was Robert Rogers, um Enrique and Ancelotti were being thrown about. But deep down, we all knew that was never really going to happen because them two need backing. Not to say that they're rubbish managers, but... They're not going to come if they're not going to get back to rightly so because you've seen what happens to 
some of these other managers who've managed Arsenal where they've had limited funds and that's arguably ruined their legacy as a manager. But they've also done poor, like let's yeah, not get yeah. it twisted. But yeah. So Enrique Ancelotti was never really gonna happen. And it was Rogers, Arteta, and also obviously Emery, who were the kind of front runners. And when Rogers' name was put up, as I said, I wasn't laughing, but I was like, oh, that's very uninspiring. Yeah. Do you know what? He definitely was a bit of a meme. 100%. It's definitely a bit of a meme because... And it's, when I look back, it was kind of very... I wouldn't say very, but it was fairly unfair. Yeah. Um, because, like... Because, like, um... He took uh, Swansea, said, from... They were in, like, League 2 or something crazy yeah. like that. They were Can one of those teams. It was Swansea, Bournemouth, um, Southampton. They, them teams just made the consistent rise in like a couple of years back to back to back took them from nothing to a Premier League side obviously they fell off but I mean they might be coming back this season but the way things are going but he, he done that with Swansea mm-hmm. took a Liverpool side who hadn't seen success in a long time should never really have been in that title <coughs> but obviously he done well getting the best out of Luis Suarez Daniel Sturridge Sterling Coutinho even Jordan Henderson was that good mm-hmm. that season and it's weird no one really talks about it but the games that Jordan Henderson missed that season were the games that Liverpool yeah, lost literally so weirdly enough he gets his credit now but he was actually quite an integral part of that title challenge he didn't actually win it in the end so he done that obviously he didn't end on good terms um, with them I think yeah that was the, he was the one who lost like 6-0 to Stoke <laughs> in it they were they were decent back then but nowhere near should they be winning 6-0 against Liverpool it's like 5-0 in the first half or something nuts like that oh wait it was 6-1 and you know that I think yeah kind of obviously agree with 100% what you're saying but I think the issue that he also had is that he was then he was replaced by Klopp wasn't he so it's kind of just like that mad um, contrast already yeah, you're just thinking like that's like I think that's why people just thought he was way like he he was getting rubbed out because if Klopp can come in and easily win it, or not easily but if Klopp can come in and make such a difference straight away then it's like right what was what was Rodgers even doing but yeah yeah and then obviously after that and the whole Celtic thing uh, as well. bro like people I know Celtic Celtic and they're expected to win the, the Premiership but. What did he do? Treble, treble, or something yeah, like that. Stupid. He done a treble three times in a row. Record points, like that. This, that he said, guy new hats. who's there hasn't been able to do. Yeah, literally, like they're gonna lose the title to mm-hmm. Rangers now. But yeah, so he's. You look back at his career, and he's actually done very well everywhere he's done. He's got the best out of a lot of players, and. Some of the disrespect on his name. I, I I don't know. It might be a media thing. It might be a. I don't know what it is, but Sutton swayed our view to think that he's been a bit of a you know slightly average manager during his career. Had his good moments, but that's about it. No, he's actually been up there, and right now, easily one of the best in Europe. And it's about time he starts getting his respect mm. like, properly respected. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly, hundred percent. Because they've, if not. If not like the record we've just spoken about, but what he's actually done at Leicester, so we've all agreed that 
people don't even really see them as like a really big club but he's kept them up there kept them in Europe kept probably going to push for um, Champions League this year so yeah yeah surely surely they'll have to get um, Champions League now because like they're second right now and obviously they were second last season but they lacked depth last season. They've obviously it's hard now because this depth I'm now talking about, like they've now got injured. Yeah, that's the season. thing. So it's like they're kind of it's a bit like a bit like the back end of last year. Yeah, but they've actually bought guys to help with that. But it's like they've still faced probably even more injuries now. Yeah, but. Hopefully they can do it, man, because they deserve it. Like that's, I'm trying to see that happen. I'm trying to see Leicester do that because I like everything they're about. I like everything they stand for, and obviously it'd be very big and good for the Vichai family because it's like yeah. ever since that happened, they've just literally been on an upturn rise of form. Because I, I, I vividly remember when that happened, Leicester were doing pretty yeah. poor. They were, you know, they already finished mid-table the season before. And it's like they weren't on a free fall, but they were looking like they were due to finish like 12th, 13th, where it's like, you know, they survived, but it's by no means a good season, especially for what we previously known them. Yeah, it was definitely. Um... That was a massive yeah, turn of point. Definitely. And you know what? I think he was obviously a very, like, he was obviously loved then. It was clear to see that he was an incredible like owner, like the way he connected with the fans, obviously the way he spent money, the way he backed the managers, da 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 da. But it is what I what I do really like admire is the fact that whoever I don't know if his son took over or whoever's taken over, they've carried on that model and like they're they're actually they're keeping his Leicester or the Leicester that he helped build. They're keeping the name in like the well, what's the word? Like they're not tarnishing his name, basically. Like they're carrying on with that type of model. Just like, don't buy too expensive. Obviously, sell big. They've obviously been lucky, or they've sold Maguire and these type of guys for big money. But they've also just bought like bought conservatively. Then Didi's, then Pereiras, the Madisons, the Harvey Barnes. Even their recruitment. You can argue their recruitment is the best in the league. I, I think that I think both recruitment and their selling. Because you think you think these yeah. Harvey Barnes, these Indeedies won't go for seventy mil or something like that? Something stupid. Literally, and it's like it's the way they've replaced these guys. Mm. It's like I look back in Carton, in Gordon Carton, I was thinking it's impossible for them to replace him because he's such a unique type of player. Where you know, good energy, good on the ball, makes um, makes up ground, chips in with a couple goals. That like he was literally the key to them winning mm. that title, and. It's going to be impossible to replace them, but obviously they bought indeed in the next window, and it's, it's it took a while for him to settle in at first. Yeah, in that first season, but since then he's easily been one of the best, if not the best. I I, I put him as the best defensive midfielder in the league. Like obviously he had a little injury, and guys forgot what he was on. Big up Hoiberg for what he's doing right now. He's you know up there this season, but we're talking about recent times. Definitely yeah. indeed, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I completely agree. Yeah, man. Now, big up Leicester. Hopefully, they do get Champions League football. We'd absolutely love to see it. But let's touch on Liverpool and their little shit show right now. It's not looking good for them. As I said, free fall. It's it's like 
I, when I watched them, it felt like I was watching Arsenal. Yeah. And it's been a long time since I've said that about Liverpool. Like, they've had poor games here and there, like the Watford game and Atletico game, but you never really doubted them. You said, it's a little blip, we go again next game, boom. But even then, even that period, they lost, that was like three games in a row, I believe, because I think they even lost to Chelsea in the FA Cup as well. And that was all in the space of like 11 yeah. days. Yeah, 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 that was a bad time for them. But even then, you always, you always felt like after that, they'd find a way back. Whether they were performing well or not, they'd find Even though what, that was even before the Corona thing as well. Because I remember, yeah. fans, obviously, fans were still there. So it wasn't, I know people kind of, they tried to say that, oh, yeah, no, their form started after Corona when they started losing in the league. But no, it was a bit, it was definitely a bit before that. The thing with me is, mm. I don't remember if I was saying it on here, but from the outside looking in, I'm kind of like what I've gained, like what I've seen with other teams, the way I saw the team play for him and that whole Liverpool, like their little era or their saga, whatever. It was very, very goal-based and very like, we're the underdogs and we're going to prove everyone wrong by running more, scoring more, defending better. And just kind of like, yeah, yeah just giving 100% every game. So that that works when you have nothing. So they started they practically started with nothing because obviously they've had their Champions League and their league titles and before, but they haven't won Champions League for I don't know that it must have been thirteen years at that point, something like that, mm. or ten ten or so years. And obviously they've never technically won the the Premier League. So it was very goal it was very goal based in terms of like we're going to win this. So obviously first first kind of couple years on the clock they were a bit shaky they were still trying to iron out the um, the dead words they went they went to a few finals kind of a bit they weren't they weren't they didn't seem they didn't have any grit about them they didn't have any backbone about them i'm just yeah. gonna fast forward to when they got van dyke and pretty much it changed from then well before you even do that like I proper liked not that obviously you just talking about sixteen mm. seventeen. I always liked the, the Liverpool that came the next yeah. season. Seventeen eighteen because yeah. the type of football they were playing that year. To be honest, as I said, I've never seen that again from mm. them since. Uh, we got it, it. It's kind of slowly faded out as the season's gone by, but it's like. As time has gone and it's slowly just gone away. That's like, the thing. Um, but my 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 eight, overall point yeah. is that Go without going around the house is that they've effectively burnt out, and it's kind of yeah. come to an end where it's not it's not like a they've not come to an end because they're bad. They've come to an end because the way their goal based system worked or their goal based like plan worked. They've 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 won everything. They they literally. Or champions of the world, however they want, to, whatever they want to call themselves. So, and the way the way um, this Man City's of the world, the way the Chelsea's of the world, the way the Man United's avoided getting into this role, specifically Ferguson because he was the same manager, is that they bought in the in the window. Do you know what I mean? They bought, they replaced Kiara. They didn't go and buy a whole another eleven because they knew that what they had was good but they just bought here and there little players here and there I can't think of any names off the top of my head but 
to keep that competition going, to keep that drive going, and to keep that longevity going. Now, obviously, Liverpool, they, they've been unlucky with the injury of Van Dijk, but the cracks were shown before then. Yeah. Like, they lost 7-2 yeah. with Van Dijk in the back. Do you know what I mean? So, the signing of Jota was a good sign. It was a sign to show that, cool, this is what we actually needed, because... Jota was scoring. Obviously, there was the whole issues of ev- literally every other week someone seemed to have Corona. But that was Mane's best period of the year. That was obviously Salah was has been good all year, but that was Firmino's best period of the year in terms of like goals and assists, whatever. And now it's, it it shows it's like obviously like I'm saying Van Dijk has been injured. They've had terrible injury records. We've known. Gomez and Matic to not be two consistent defenders anyway, which I want to make, which I want to remind people because that yeah. Matic is like plays like three games a year, so he's not. Gomez he's is not a weird one because he was Gomez always seen as injury out. prone at first. Then since the eighteen nineteen season, like that guy mm-hmm. just never got injured, and we got to see him fulfill his potential and do his thing, and now he's kind of, he's kind of reverted yeah. back. Yeah, exactly. Because he, so, yeah, he was like proper injury prone before. Yeah, that's but that was that's that's my that's my thing that it just so happened that the one consistent or the one um like one who would stay was Van Dyke and he just happened to be injured. Which I totally agree is like terrible, terrible luck if you want to call it. Just just not helpful at all to their cause. But the main issue is that attack and that literally. And do you know what's... They're not scoring goals, man. The reason why I actually worry for Liverpool is because we've seen it with Klopp before. We saw what happened with his Dortmund side. Like, they didn't just fall off. They went on a free fall. They were in, like, the relegation spots by, like, February or something stupid like that. And they finished, like, mid-table, below mid-table, though, like, 12th or something. Crazy, like... And it's like, we've we've seen this before from him. So it's like... Yeah, man. History repeating itself... I don't know. I think the issue is what whatever Klopp does, it seems it is it's very full pelt, like 100%. And he, now he just seems to be running out of ideas, which I 100% because the, the way he's looking at it, which is such an easy like little yeah, spiral yeah. to get into, is that the world is against you. Like, obviously, his personal that. life, he lost his, his mom or whatever, but that was, that was much, yeah, that was. That was um, that's just shit in itself. But in terms of the football side, just like it just seems as just it seems as if they've just had injuries. Like they keep piling up. It seems like yeah, I've seen guys say stuff most, like oh, um, I, I don't know if it. To be honest, you can't take anything you see on Twitter serious because they're very reactionary. Yeah, but seeing guys say oh, like you <laughs> should leave or you should be getting possibly sacked or stuff, and it's just like nope. No, no, no. Any talk yeah, of that is madness, nuts. man. Liverpool wouldn't even be exactly like. Or even that no, he would no, give up. No, I, what I want to see, I want to see him firm out this season, yeah. like a champ. You know, right, run it out, and you know, we mm. go again the next season. Then I want to see you come back stronger. Obviously, you should have a full fully fit side. Obviously, God forbid, you know, another freak like. Like catalogue of injuries happen again, but you should have a fully fit yeah, side. Injury. And I want to see you go again. And I want to. 
and that's why I'm really yeah. excited for next season. That's the only way. This is now Pep. He's come back again. Like guys wrote him off, and he came back to the top, and he took back mm-hmm. his title. So he's not trying to let that go again. But no, he signed Jimmy's a bad deal out there. or something like that in October. I don't. Know, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I find you because at first I always thought he was showy. always a temp manager. Like as much as I rate him, like he's always going to stay with a club for like three to four years. Then he bounces, and that's him. But I actually feel mm. like he's building a project here. Like I feel like obviously unless something crazy happens I actually feel like he's trying to stay here for until like he's trying to build a little dynasty here for at least seven years or something along them lines you know he's already into his fourth year so you know it Mm -hmm. only takes about two more years and he's already into six years and to stay six years at a club in the modern game at the highest level is very very rare so Yeah. yeah so and I can actually see it happening, yeah. which is something I never <laughs> thought I would have ever seen with Pep before. But I can actually see that happening. But obviously, yeah, yeah it's his title. He's took it back. But Klopp will be hungry. Liverpool will be hungry. They've been hungry before and it's like, they want... They're coming back for what's this. So that's why I'm really excited to see what happens next season. And... Boy, Even United and if they, if they want to put themselves in that category, then you know, like that, if they want to involve themselves, because it's it's funny how they always they're they're the benchmark. Not funny, but it just it just shows like I don't know. I've I've, I've liked a few player interviews recently. How they're becoming a bit more Open, ele- a yeah, lot man. less media trained and a bit more real. And it's just it's just talking about the fact that I like the I like the ones I like the teams where they say they have self belief because that's the only way you're going to win stuff in this league. But also the realistic ones like the Werner saying, "Yeah, people are saying we're title challengers, but we still got to work on stuff." This and that. Yeah, it's very good to see. But like you're saying, if Liverpool can, I think what Liverpool need to do is obviously they regroup with the injuries kind of get get Van Dijk back which is I suppose their top priority anyway but if they can if they can just reset and kind of align their goals again because it's much easier to I think it's much easier to be an underdog than a than mm. a than yeah, a defender yeah. do you know what I mean so if you were to if he, if he was to win if he was to win this title, I'd think way more respectively as opposed to them, as opposed to the first one. Because staying at the top is the hardest thing you could do. So if they if they can manage to kind of have this blip out and then then that be their, their like their, sorry, then that be their kind of off and they have the excuses or they have the reasons to back up, then fair enough. Therefore, man, like it's yeah, exciting. Just, but before we close off on this, Two more things. Who's at fault for the second goal? Kabak or Allison? Same. I've seen guys get onto Kabak. I'm thinking to myself, it's it's obviously Allison's fault from just looking at it because if you're going to come out, if you're going to make a run like that, I'm not saying Kabak had it completely under control because he most certainly Mm. didn't. But if you're going to come out, make sure you're calling loud because Mm. I'm pretty sure he didn't hear, Kabak didn't hear him. 
Aha, that's the that's the reason. That's the reason. Every literally, I'm I'm not a fucking keeper. I'm not a I'm not a defender. But one thing you learn exactly, like the only way you can get away with that is if you've um, been with that. um, If you two have been playing alongside each other for a long time and you kind of know each other's moves and stuff like that, it's the only time you can like I can imagine a Van Dyke. You might not have to call it out for Van Dyke because he might just know about you and what you what you like to do and stuff like that. This is a guy who's literally making his debut. Mm. He knows absolutely nothing about you. So he doesn't know your movements or anything you're really gonna do or you, you try to do. So it's like you've got to make yourself present, you've got to call out. If you're gonna come and kick the ball, make sure you make a connection. Yeah. Kick it. Don't fucking don't don't like pull out. And you know the, my problem is is that yeah, Kabak just obviously has his back to goal. You can't see it. Not back to goal, but he has his. He's yeah. That's that's what I'm expecting. I'm not back to goal in terms of like he's exposed, but back to goal in terms of like bro, he's looking forward. He's just gonna mm. clean up or just do his just do a normal job. And I think just get clattered by the thing about is Allison. It was so calamitous, man. So above all. Yeah, yeah bubble, that's, what, that's why you it's as a man of experience. Man. I expect you to command a situation like that rather than a 20 year old. So, yeah, I'm, I'm putting the blame on Alison there still. I'm making a line team. And obviously, there's been a lot oh, of talk it's... about oh, Liverpool being the worst title defenders. I disagree. Yeah, bad champions. 100%. Because you know what? Even just fucking even less of themselves that they didn't exactly cover themselves in glory the next season, which is fair enough because I think that that's a bit less comparable because I don't think Leicester were built for that. But I think that's Ch- that's easy to work because I think the thing about this Liverpool side is people are saying they're the worst based on the point system. That's an extremely unfair comparison because they've set themselves. So they're victim. They're basically being a victim yeah. of their own standards. Yeah, literally. It's like you can't compare them to yeah. the points they set because the points they set last season was up there as one of the highest, like top five, I believe. Literally, it was a record. So it's like to compare that, itself. it was always going to be a massive drop off anyway. The only team we managed to maintain that kind of level near about was obviously Man City between 2018 and 2020, no, 2017, 2019. But other than that, you're not really ever going to maintain them, Sanders. So to even compare that, Proper harsh in Liverpool. Plus, as I said, like they're still, as they're doing bad right now. They're in sixth right now. They could be eighth. But this is we we can't over, we can't let this overshadow Jose Mourinho's Chelsea in the relegation spots till Christmas Day. Thank they God. finished tenth, and they had guys like John Terry. Um, they had guys like I, I, I don't need to read off the whole team, but this is a team which. Literally, Hazard, like they breezed Hazard. the team. They breezed the league, sorry, the season before. And they done that. So I feel <sighs> like, yeah, no, nah, like people saying it's the worst title defense, it's, it's harsh to be honest, because I would I wouldn't even put it top would it would it even make my top three? He probably might just make my top three to be honest. But it's it's extremely harsh to even say that to be honest. Especially when the season's not done. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And the thing, the the thing is, yeah. they they have like obviously we look back at the previous poor title defenses, and 
they've had some reasons, but I don't think anyone's been this struck by injuries. You know, and it's it's just been very unfortunate. Obviously, COVID times as well. Everyone's going through it, so it's all a mess right now. But to people staying, that's the worst yeah, type exactly. of events. Just cool, off, man. Like just relax, relax. Yeah, yeah. It's like to rub out Liverpool, I don't know. It's a, it's a bit in the general on social media. Like, don't get me wrong. Liverpool do have some unknown fans, but as does every fan base. Like, I can even vouch for some unknown Arsenal fans. Obviously, I'm not yeah. gonna name drop. Every fan base has them. Yeah, I mean, we have ours. Like, it's always this thing where it's like, like every the whole world comes together in one in Liverpool to lose and. You know, maybe it is where it is, but we're, I'm not going to fool you for that. Yeah. Criticise them where it's due, credit them where it's due. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, we've hit the have we hit the hour mark. I think we've just gone past the hour mark. I mean, got to give a couple shout-outs to guys like yeah. Saka running the show again in our 40 win. Yeah, that's the that's that's what I've been saying about Saka is that he he is like our focal point. Whether that's because Arsenal are bad or he's exceptional, he's standing out. That's why that's that's why that's what I'm looking for in terms of in um, the next generation of of these these young footballers is that if if they can stand out in their team. Yeah, then they're serious. Do you know what I mean? I mean, as we're speaking on Starboy, shout out to Pedro Neto. That guy, is yeah, special. Oh, that goal is insane. Like, and he does it. He's carrying his wallside. Literally, because that was that was obviously a winner. It's like when yeah. guys talk about Starboys, you need to put Pedro Neto in your conversation. The guys I'm trying to see in a conversation: Phil Foden, Mason Greenwood is in that conversation. Don't let a poor patch make you forget. <laughs> Bukayo Seca, Pedro yep. Neto, mm. Curtis Jones. I, I know the ability's there. I know potential's there. I just need to see him get a couple more games under his belt, a, a couple more big stage games under his belt, just so I can have some reason to put him in there. But I'd personally put him in there. He's definitely victim of Liverpool being Yeah, and the thing is, he right still now. managed to stand out a couple times as well. Like that game against Spurs, uh, a couple yeah. of FA Cup and Carabao Cup games. Like... He still manages to put himself mm-hmm. about even, even in the crisis right now. I feel like if Curtis Jones was at, I don't know if Curtis Jones was at a Man City, I don't feel like he'd be very far from where Foden is right now. If he was obviously under the coaching and tutelage of uh, Pep Guardiola, I really don't think he'd be far from where Foden is right now. Because um, the thing about him, he, he he's so versatile. Like because he can do a deep line role. He can do a playmaking role. He can do the. He, he probably reminds me of Coutinho when he really, you know, lets off a shot. Yeah, the, the curve that he can get on the. That's the one that's running mind right now. Like he's he's proper man. So I I put him in there. Top top. There's top probably guys who slip my mind, but you know they they they're in that conversation. Yeah. And Pedro Neto hundred percent has to be in that conversation. Yeah, big, big baller. But without further ado, I think that's the end. Before we close, I probably should, you know, I've, I've had my, my say on Timo Werner, so it's only right I give him a shout out. I'll be real. 
I'm not completely sold mm. him yet. Like this is not gonna win me over just like that. But it's it's a good sign, you know. Yeah. If he keeps this up for a bit longer. I still watch his overall play and I still think it's a bit messy at times, you know, heavy touch and stuff like that. But I'll, I'll give him his credit, you know, he's he's making stuff happen now and he's got his goal. So credits to him. And if he keeps this up and, you know, polishes up his game, you know, agendas might have to get dropped. Or I don't, It wasn't even agenda, to be honest. As I said, I was mm. just saying it how it is and I've got corn for it, so I'm staying true to me. But, you know, I'll, I'll give him his credit, like proper credit, <laughs> where it's due, but, you know, yeah, big up Do you know what? With with, with Werner, I I love is a bit of a strong word, but I extremely liked him when he was at Leipzig because I love um, fasting behind striker, finishing, yeah, like kind of thing. But at Chelsea, I just think I just still have the issue of him just being him being shoehorned in that team. And you know, and you know, obviously, I respect that. I respect the fact he has he has been good on the left, but what's, I don't like this whole thing of like, oh, he's good on he's good on the left. That's why yeah. we bought him. Do you know what I mean? Do you know when? What I'm trying to say is like, the 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 role he's playing now is not why Chelsea bought him. Because if they wanted a pure Literally. winger, they would get a pure left winger. But then that's my what you're saying. And maybe it's not a season his... where they just kind of go a bit. Happy, yeah. Just bought, just bought, um, and yeah, anyone who was training at the, at the time, yeah. So, yeah, so personally, I have no qualms with Werner, I, I do like him personally, but I don't like the way he was been bought, and I don't like, I, I don't like the way, I don't like yeah. the way he's been played. Which, but to be fair, in this in a pure striker, he wasn't doing it. So, yeah, I mean, but, I've seen him down in the middle. And it's just, as you what? said, it, it's it's not worked. Left, it's, it's not really worked. I watch his play, and I've seen stuff like heavy touches, reckless dribbling, um, and just nothing. No, not that vim. That I haven't seen anything really from him to really warrant not only the fee but the hype. So, the criticism that he yeah. got was more than due it's it's improving over recent mm. weeks and it's like if he does do well then you know man's got no reason to not give him that, that you know credit yeah and um, I did like how um, Tuchel did say the thing that we were talking about how he needs like a tool or a striker mm. next him and you just think how did nobody else literally see I that? mean they can do Giroud up there for the time being but it's like Giroud's my guy and everything but he's getting on like they're going to need to replace him yeah how long so it's like him? you can't hold him yeah. to him for much longer now but um, you know we saw him what he was doing with Leipzig he always played with as you said that tall striker a use of Paulson beside him maybe with Germany yeah. I don't know you can really put goal because I feel like that's where he played a couple games alongside Mario Gomez um, I think Marigo was a bit before his time, but I think he was with um. Ah, no, it? I could have sworn that Gomez made a, a little return in that like, the World Cup period because he was playing with Besiktas or something like that. He made a slight return, but I feel like he was playing alongside another two uh, like striker as well. But I can't remember. Oh yeah, he did. He did. He did. He did. He did. Yeah, but he's always 
Yeah, I can't remember that, that striker. But he's always played alongside. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. He's a a target man. But even even for Germany, oh, he wasn't. Okay. He hasn't been the best. Like he's been good in their group stages, yeah, but in tournaments and shit, like he had a, he had Cup, a stink like, in that World Cup. That's what kind of. Because when I every time I initially always thought of Werner, I always thought of that World Cup, like, and then obviously I started checking yeah. up on the Bundesliga a bit more, and obviously you see what he's doing. Then you know credits to him for that, but that that World Cup always lives long in my mind because he should have done a lot better. The one where they, they yeah, tried to put it on and it's like he still created the most chances that World Cup and everything, but you yeah. know that's that's so long that's long gone. Story. They got Werner yeah. Snow, you know, good goal, good everything. I like, I like how yeah. he's trying. You know That's what? one thing I'll give him. I can't, I can't begrudge him for the effort, and you know, yeah, I, I can't begrudge him for that still. Like he's, he's still mm-hmm. applying himself, and he's still trying, and yeah. Also, big up for Bamian for coming back. Hero. The first hero. Love to see that. after everything that's happened with his family, his mom, um, yeah, all that yeah, stuff. So hopefully that should be a big confidence booster for him um, as he looks to come yeah, back, yeah. back to his best. But yeah, that was another episode of the One T Podcast. Boys, my myself Jay. I'm your usual co-host Dave. We'll catch you next yes, week. Sir. I don't. Will we be doing Champions League? I, I don't think so. Only because it's just it's too much. I'll be real. My schedule right now is yeah. very very hectic. So to do Champions League, I, I yeah, can't see yeah. happening. We might do like a Champions League final special, something like that, or semi. You know, we probably go on from the semi finals because yeah. that's where it gets really, you know, heated and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot. Of games yeah, now, so it's, yeah, so. it's not really worth it. It's not. But obviously. On our respective pages, you know, like that. But yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. Keep it locked. Peace.